Welcome to the Farmer's Voice. I'm Alan Watts with Kentucky Farm Bureau. On today's program, we talk with Mitchell Logston from Hart County. Mr. Logston, tell us about your farming operation. We live outside of Mufferville here. Um, we, uh, we run about 200 uh, brood cows, uh, Angus-based cows, and a few uh, purebred cows that we um, breed a few uh, of our own using AI and, and, and uh, to kind of produce some bulls that we use ourselves, and we sell a few. Uh, but mostly commercial cows. Uh, we will uh, feed a few feeders every year too, and um, sell sell a little bit of alfalfa orchard grass, uh, square bale hay. Uh, my daughters. I have four daughters, and my wife. Um, we have a sweet corn deal. We sell uh, we sell about thirty acres of sweet corn here off the farm. We're not far from Muffinville, and uh, the girls. Uh, work at a few uh, farmers markets with it but um, uh, that's pretty much the scope of what we do here um, uh, it's like so many uh, Kentucky farms uh, tobacco used to be a big thing for us but we've transitioned out of that over the last few years how big a farm are you are you guys have there in Hart County we own about 450 acres uh, we farm about uh, 625. You guys keep it, keep you pretty busy then. Tell me a little bit about the history of your farm. How, how many years you guys been in farming and how did the farm get started there? I'm, I have farmed all my life um, and my great-grandfather originally bought part of the original land we owned in 1928. Um, small acres uh, um, bought like 30 acres and we still have that today. Um, then my my grandfather had farmed as a tent farmer other places till about 1940, and he bought uh, bought some more um, acres there that joined my great grandfather, and they just kind of built from that. I, and when I started farming, when I got out of college, well, in college in '93. Like and uh, fortunate enough to buy some farms that was close. And um, that's, like I said, tobacco was a big thing. Uh, you know, most of those years uh, had dairy cattle and beef cattle for a lot of those years, and now we're just 100% beef cattle. Um, but uh, we've been here quite a while. Like, um, so. How were you able to replace the income that you had from tobacco all those years? What uh, I'm sure the tobacco bus buy helped you out quite a bit there, but how, you, how do you replace that income there? Well, of course, we we only we only left the tobacco about three years ago. We had raised tobacco up until then. Uh, the problem was, you know, we raised about what we could house on our farm and our facilities, and and that's you know between twenty and twenty five acres. Um, when I was 30 years ago, when I was a teenager and younger, we were larger tobacco farmers at that. But that's where we still were, and that becomes smaller operation and and uh, contracts and other issues. You know, uh, the uh, tobacco companies kind of pushing for larger producers and and uh, changing marketing and changing demand. 
you know, well, as far as replacing that income, the pro- that's why we quit. <laughs> there wasn't a lot to replace but the last few years. So, you know, we've increased cattle operation a little bit and uh, and some other things. Uh, the feeder part of the ca- cattle operation has kind of come into play after we uh, stopped raising tobacco and some other things. Tell me about your involvement with Kentucky Farm Bureau and other organizations there in your community. Okay, I've been uh, on the Hart County Board since the uh, year 2000, uh, which is that's 21 years. I've uh, uh, been involved there as a board member, and, uh, you know, my wife and I, we were active, in, uh, you know, we participated in a lot of the young farmer activities, and, you know, uh, that's that's one of Kentucky Farm Bureau's many great attributes is is how well they reach out to the young farmers and and the opportunities that they provide for them. You know, we uh, we we uh, got to do a lot of the conferences and tours with young farmers, and you know, every time you get out on another operation to see how other uh, other farming operations uh, maybe do the same thing you're doing, but they have a different take on it. It's it's a very educational process. Um, and then you you know you understand a lot about different type you know we're, we're cattle and hay and and used to be tobacco and you know it's it's you know you need to have an understanding of uh, the different types of operations your your row crop farmers and and, um, and the dairy industry and other things it, you need to be well rounded and understand what your colleagues are doing in other places also um, and you know we participated in the young farmer um, family contest which was which was fun and educational in itself, and we managed to be second in that one year and third another year, and we learned a lot doing that, and you meet a lot of people, and um, and, and it kind of shows you the value of Farm Bureau as you as you get older, and, you know, Farm Bureau's advocacy and, 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 and being the, the largest voice for agriculture in Kentucky and the United States as far as that's concerned, and... And then, you know, the, the, the local aspect of it, you know, the, the grassroots aspect of, of our county farm bureau is where, you know, the, the issues that, that affect uh, uh, farmers and farm families and, and their livelihoods start on that local level. And you see how that information works its way up, you know, to, to uh, resolutions and the resolutions committee. And I got to sit, I, uh, I spent some time on the state resolutions committee, and you you, uh, you learn how all that feeds its way up through to um, your through your annual meetings and your uh, your your uh, board and your executive committee and the lobbyists, and they, they know what to go to battle for us about what our issues are, and provide us with information to help us handle things. You know. Vitally important for sure, for sure. Tell me some of your biggest struggles on your farm there in Hart County. Well, some days it's that some that changes daily sometimes, but 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 in in the in the broad aspect of all that, you know, it's struggling with availability and and cost and managing your inputs. Um, uh, you know. My grandfather always had a saying, you know, it, you got to make sure you have something left when you're done. You know, you know, he, you know, it don't matter how much you take, you make. It's how much you keep at the end of the day, you know. And 
and lately, you know, it's with the price of, uh, you know, everything from fuel to fertilize and and equipment, you know, replacing equipment or just equipment maintenance. You know, it's it's uh, it's a big issue, and you you have you know managing all that, and and of course that feeds into being more efficient in what you do. Um, those are huge obstacles, um, and you know, in our area. As rural as Hart County is, you know, acres, acre, uh, availability of farmland is a is a thing because we have a lot of competition uh, for, you know, the uh, land and just keeping it in agriculture. Um, and, you know, with the recent announcement of uh, Ford's new plant 30 miles up the road um, at Glendale, um, you know, most of your real estate people tell you, you know, that just that just cranked the value of land, and and uh, you know, it's you got to be careful. You know, four and five thousand dollar an acre land, it's hard to graze and 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 make money running cattle on it. Definitely, definitely. Well, what about what do you what do you enjoy the most about the farm, Mr. Lawson? That's another one of those things that's hard to exactly pinpoint, but it's just something I knew from the earliest age. I was fortunate enough to be raised on a farm. I was fortunate enough um, to go to work with my father uh, and even my grandfather, you know, till I was, my grandfather lived and, and was uh, at least out active on the farm till I was about 21. And, uh, and just the, uh, the 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 family history and being able to learn and and to be able to work with that and and my father's eighty three today and he don't he don't per se work on the farm but he's here every day and just uh, the uh, that that in a, in a way the older you get the more you realize the value of just being able to spend time and work with family and the and the blessing it is because so very few people have that that privilege if they want it you know and and uh, and i'm the type of person that's you know it's the lifestyle uh, you know I, I have four daughters and and uh, of course they're uh, they have been able to spend a lot of time on the farm with us and uh, and of course time as they get older they they have their own things in life and and jobs and what have you but but it's it's been a great life like that and then it just comes down to I also I enjoy it every day. It's a there's a challenge, a little different challenge every day, even though you're doing the same thing. Seems like every day that the challenge. Uh, uh, you know, I, I'm a cattle guy. I love cattle. It's the challenge of keeping that cow happy, comfortable, and producing for you. You know, uh, um, I've I've always had a love for cattle, and and it's just. Um, it's just in my blood, I guess you would say. I understand. I understand. Uh, for your girls, how important has it been for you to raise your girls on the farm? Oh, very, very. That that's just as um, just as you know, as as much as it was for me. Now, granted, are they going to stay here and farm? I mean, probably not. Probably not. Uh, will they? be able to keep the land in the family and 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 whatever we hope we hope they they'll be willing to do that and 
and the oldest one of them is 21, and they're, they're 21, 18, 15, and 10. So, you know, there's a lot of yet to be seen there. And I, I certainly want to have the option for them if, if uh, they, they would want to make that choice for their family. But that's absolutely their choice, and I've worked hard not to pressure them at all uh, on that. I want them to uh, follow their own path in life, and, and, and they are doing that. And, but, but, they, but as I've always said, you know, skills and, and, and lessons learned on the farm are applicable to any life, any job in life, any anything you do in life. It's and um, and and that's you know why I think it's so very important for them. Our guest today on the Farmer's Voice, Mitchell Logston from Rock. Our guest today on the Farmer's Voice, Mitchell Logston from Hart County. I'm Alan Watts for Kentucky Farm Bureau.